Coast America. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is episode 10, and episode 10 is titled The War Report. And for this episode, I'll be discussing James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe is the chairman of Project Veritas, well, the former chairman. He's been let go. We'll talk about that. Andrew Tate, kickboxer, social media influencer, is still in jail. He's yet to be charged. We'll talk about that. Actor Isaiah Washington, known from the film Love Jones and the ABC drama Grey's Anatomy and a slew of other projects, has announced that he's retiring from acting. We'll talk about all that stuff. Before I get into everything, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and your attention and your ears. It's always a pleasure to have you guys listening to the pod. The title of this show, as I mentioned, is The War Report, which gets its name from the hip-hop album by Capone and Noriega. I wanted to name this The War Report, one, because of the, the topics that are being covered, as well as, you know, late last year, former ESPN employee Jamel Hill decided to share her opinion in regards to Nori. You know, Noriega has a podcast called Drink Champ. It's extremely popular within hip-hop culture. And she offered her commentary on him and said that he's not a journalist. She, she you know, she gave him some backhanded compliments but wanted to emphasize that he's not a journalist because he does not, because he gives people their flowers and he's not supposed to give people their flowers, according to her. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the term giving people their flowers, it originated in a Kanye West song where he rapped, people don't get their flowers while they could still smell them. And you know, at funerals, people usually bring flowers for the deceased, but the person is not alive to smell them. And in hip hop culture, what happens is a lot of artists, they contribute so much to the culture. And then, you know, a new generation comes up and they're forgotten about. People care about the new generation and they forget about the old. So he established his platform, Drink Champs, to celebrate artists of, of his era that deserve recognition for what they've done. And, you know, during those interviews, he, you know, he goes through their catalog and moments in their career and controversies and highlights from their life and they, they address it. So it's it's a it's a great platform for people that are in love with hip hop culture and have, have a great appreciation for it. Nori, during that uh, podcast in one episode, admitted that he learned journalism while he was in prison. And he does identify as a journalist. I respect that, and I do see him as a journalist. You know, the, the journalism has v- many different aspects. You know, the perception of journalism, and I learned this years ago when I, when I told... Uh, people that I was studying journalism in college. Some people see it as, you know, in the Haitian community at that time, 
they saw it as if you were a journalist, you were going to be on the field and you were like, you're going to die. Because their perception of journalism was that journalists are always being killed. That was something that, that, that was happening in Haiti. And people didn't often like uh, journalists for, for reporting certain stories and, and news. So that was their, their perception. And then there are other people that I, I think it was the comedian Roy Woods who, who only saw people like Lester Holt as a, as a journalist because he assumed he's, he's someone that you can take seriously. But if you're, if you're reporting uh, in the basement of your apartment or excuse me, your house, or if you have your own mic, you have your own equipment, but you're not a part of a big company, you're not a real journalist. So people have those, those uh, opinions of what it is. But the truth is, there are many different aspects. There's news journalism, there's investigative journalism, there's entertainment journalism, there's fashion journalism, there's food journalism, and of course there's gossip. There are many different ways to approach it, you know, and there, there's an audience for it all. Hip hop journalism is something that, that is extremely popular within the black community because you have people who like music, who like, who like the, the culture, and they want to know as much about it as possible. You know, basketball journalism, sports journalism, you know, Jamel Hill uh, at one point worked at ESPN and she is a, she was, you know, considered a sports journalist. You know, same as Stephen A. Smith. You know, he covered Allen Ives and he says it many times, I covered Allen Ives for 10 years. His contribution is no different than what Lester Holtz does because they're both journalists. They just cover different topics. So the, the field itself is very broad. There's no one person that can dictate who or what is a journalism and who or what is, is journalism because it, it's, a, it's a broad field. You know, there's also opinion journalism. You know, which is which is extremely popular through you know the advent of podcasting, and because of all that, with all that being said, you know, I, I was I was deeply uh, concerned by what Jamel Hill said because she she did not have she doesn't have any of the stripes. She is in no position to dictate who or what is a journalist. Furthermore, you know, her career at ESPN ultimately came to an end because she couldn't control herself online you know she she at one point accused the the former president uh donald j trump of being a white supremacist and if she's speaking of journalism and the aspect that that she on how she was educated about journalism she's in the wrong you are to in no way show any bias you can't flat out accuse someone of being a, a, a white supremacist without having any of the information. There's been no evidence ever to say this man is, look, he's showing me he's a white supremacist, you know? Furthermore, I mean, you know, it, it, of course, there folks always like to attack conservatives and brand them as racist, but you know, there's been, there's enough images circulating online of, of uh, Democrat leaderships actively associating with known white supremacists and they and they do get away with it you know so with all that being said that that's 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 the root of of this title the war report you know shout out to noriega i do i do recognize you as a journalist i i met nori uh when i was a 
camera operator for DJ Who Kid. DJ Who Kid is, was, he's always getting fired, but he was the DJ for 50 Cent, probably still is. You know, he was part, he's part of the G-Unit Collective. And, you know, he has a radio show at Sirius XM. And, and I filmed, you know, a large portion of his interviews. At one point, Nori was a guest and he brought up, uh, he brought some Tiger Bomb, which is a, a drink, an alcohol. And, you know, I got, I got to share some with Nori's. So that's, you know, that, that's, that's a memory that I have of the culture. While hip hop culture is always, you know, I have a love hate relationship with it. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I don't. I do have that fond memory. And just to wrap up before I get into the stories, you know, for folks that that are doing podcasts and folks that are doing online radio and folks that are not part of mainstream news organizations, there's no one that has the authority to dictate who or what a journalist is, how they look, how they should carry themselves. We, we live in a society today where where men can identify as women, women can identify as men. And if a person disagrees with that, they can lose their livelihood, they can lose their job. They can lose the ability to feed their family, even though evidence, biology says otherwise. If liberals can accept that, then liberals could also respect people who, who you know, call themselves journalists. You are not allowed to dictate who a journalist is. And that's that. Now let's get into these stories. James O'Keefe, if you're unfamiliar, James O'Keefe is the founder of the nonprofit Project Veritas. And Project Veritas is known for doing exposés on you know, big companies, big tech, you know, big pharma, you know, at, at one point and probably still are because I don't think anything was resolved yet. They were at war with the New York Times, you know, James O'Keefe is the head of that or was the head of it up until recently, up until last month where he was let go. He's known for, you know, being a provocateur. He doesn't back down. He goes after the big fish and he, he, he gets the information and he brings it back to, to, to the public. Well, in late February, he resigned from Project Veritas. He was suspended a week or so prior to that. He was on paid leave and upon returning, he, he announced that he was resigning. NPR reported, uh, NPR says, Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe said in a speech posted online Monday that he has been removed as the right-wing group's leader. In remarks that appear to have been made at Project Veritas office, O'Keefe said the board had stripped him of all decision-making. The move comes after the board reportedly put him on leave from his role as chairman and made complaints about his treatment of staff at the organization, which is known, to, known for using hidden cameras and hiding identities to ensnare journalists in embarrassing conversations and to reveal supposed liberal bias. 
O'Keefe says, so currently I have no job at Project Veritas. I have no position here based upon what the board has done. So I'm announcing to you all that today on President's Day, I am packing up my personal belongings. O'Keefe went on to uh, most recently spoke at CPAC and he, he you know he further addressed what what happened and he identified he says what's happening now is a spiritual war between good and evil the evil being the powerful companies that that he he's often uh going after and targeting while also at cpac you know the one of the last uh, companies he exposed was Pfizer and what they were doing in regards to the vaccine and how they were cashing in big time uh, because of the pandemic. You know, there was a lot happening with the vaccine. They were really forcing people to, you got to take the vaccine and they're now making it an annual thing. You know, they really uh, were very aggressive in, try in, in getting people to take the vaccine while it's been proven numerous times that it doesn't have i mean it helps some people but it doesn't have a hundred percent rate where if you take it you're not going to get covid you know so you know he did he did an expose on that and um at cpac he brought on the, the whistleblower the person who worked at pfizer and contacted him and, and led him uh, into to getting the information necessary to expose Pfizer. Okay, so he addressed that at CPAC, but he ultimately says, you know, it's a spiritual war. The New York Times also reported on it. You know, the New York Times ha has been at, at, pretty much at war with, with, with O'Keefe. They've been going through back and forth and, and you know, Keith has called them out and exposed some of the things that, that they're doing and how they're siding with with the, the liberal agenda and how they target conservatives. So he's been at war with them, but they also commented on that. Here's my take on all of this. I've I learned years ago to play the long game. I learned the, 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 the value, the importance of self-control. I also learned that it's never a good idea to make more enemies than you can handle. The fewer enemies you have, the better. James O'Keefe, because of his work, racked up an enormous amount of enemies. With more money and more power than he has. And while he was able to cross some lines and get away with it, he got to the point where he crossed too many lines. And the forces that were more powerful than him, you know, put a plan into, into effect and took him down. I'm sure I'm sure he's smart enough and, and knew that that it was coming. I saw it for him long ago, which is why I began to limit uh, my viewing of 
you know, Project Veritas content. Not because uh, I didn't like what he was doing, but I saw that, you know, he was poking the bear a bit too much. You know? And it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to play out well for him. And ultimately, what I, what I knew to, was going to happen, you know, did happen. Now, fans of Project Veritas, supporters of Project Veritas, have left by the thousands. You know, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. No one knows anyone else. You know, when, when the interviews are put online, when people are being exposed online, it doesn't matter who's doing the interviewing and who's asking the questions. The general public... You know, the followers of Project Veritas know that James O'Keefe is spearheading all of this. All the people there that, that are, you know, getting the information for the public, they work for Project Veritas, they work for James O'Keefe. So because of that, a lot of people have have uh, unfollowed on, on Twitter. You know, the Project Veritas account has lost more than... 300,000 followers, uh, about 325,000 followers have have left the Twitter account. About 100 and they've lost 130,000 subscribers on YouTube and nearly lost 25,000 likes on Facebook. People are leaving, you know, they they want nothing to do with Project Veritas because James O'Keefe is not around. And it makes sense because he is he is the, you know, the man behind it. What I think um, James O'Keefe and people like him should understand is, you know, play the long game. You know, when when you're taken out so early in the game, you leave many people. You leave many people behind. A lot of people no longer have access to the information. Their, their truth, their belief system, what they've been working on gets gets uh, trampled upon. And I think that that was that was a mistake on his part. He, he he was in too many wars. He understood. You know, he he is a student of a friend of the late Andrew Breitbart. So I'm sure he 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 saw what was coming, but it would have been only right on his part to just to play the game a bit longer. You know, he obviously he was infiltrated. You know, there were members on his board that weren't on his side. He was fighting a war, but didn't have all you know the strongest soldiers. I suspect that he may try to to start a different project. He may have to get uh, funding, but it, it's really, he's really in a position where he has to start over again. You know, it, it may not be difficult for him to get donors, but it's, it's gonna take a lot of work. You know, prior to him leaving, you know, the office of Project Veritas was raided, you know, and, and a lot of damage was done to the office now that he's gone so it's going to be very challenging for him share your thoughts with me what do you think of uh james o'keefe leaving project veritas 
what do you think is going to happen next? Share your thoughts with me. You can email me directly, jeff at jdnewsusa.com. That's jeff at jdnewsusa.com, or you can comment in the post. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me F.A. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Andrew Tate is still in jail. Andrew Tate was... Uh, now, if you're unfamiliar, Andrew Tate is a former kickboxer. He is now a very popular social media influencer. Um, he would be considered, I guess, based off the way the world is, more... Uh, supported by conservatives or folks on the right as opposed to on the left his content has been often branded as misogynistic um, hateful he was at one point banned from Twitter for about five years he returned after Elon Musk took over the company you know he's been known to be you know he he doesn't bite his tongue. He doesn't hold his tongue. He says what what he needs to say. Well, he was he was arrested on human trafficking charges. Um, now he hasn't been charged. He's he's currently just being investigated and detained. You know what usually uh, lasts twenty four hours has been uh, three months, and they, they can they can probably they can hold him up for up to 180 days without charging him with, with anything while in jail he's he's been fighting uh to appeal and trying to get out it's been rejected uh three times so far he and his brother are still still there he's he's requested to be released so he can visit his doctor there's a lot happening but nothing has worked in his favor yet the traditionally bald Andrew Tate has been uh, photographed with with uh, hair on his head. You know, just what he has left because he is balding, and um, he's been tweeting a lot. You know, he's been sharing his thoughts about what he's doing while he's he, he is currently you know jailed. Similar to to James O'Keefe, you know, Andrew Tate is, is fighting a war, you know, and he sees himself as an alpha male and he's, he's fighting a war against, you know, the times and what's happening. You know, he has certain views on women that are not necessarily popular, but, you know, He's even, he was actually even accused of turning uh, a woman's boyfriend into a rapist because he was, he followed uh, Tate's content and his message. My take is this, you know, I'll say, I'll say it again, play the long game. There's only so many lines you can cross. There's only so much you can do. Now, you know, 
I've never I've never been a, a follower of Andrew Tate's content. Um but he does he does trend a lot. You know, he does trend a lot online and his his content often pops up on my timeline. I I, I don't watch his stuff. You know, I, I made a conscious decision to, to limit the amount of information that I receive. But he does have a big following. And he made the mistake of poking too many bears. You know, he was accused of rape in the past. And, you know, it was proven to be a lie. But these things are always going to happen to him as long as he keeps pushing the message that he's pushing. And the outcome won't be in his favor because it gets expensive having to pay a lawyer for, to get you out of trouble every single time. You know, it gets tiresome when you're in and out of jail. You know, it gets tiresome where you're constantly being attacked online for what you say. You may have this truth and you may stand on it and you may believe it, but it's not for everyone. You know, the truth alone scares people. You can say something that you know to be absolutely true. You can do something that, that, that you know is absolutely right. But if people are choosing to do wrong, they're automatically gonna come after you. Now, before I, I, I continue, I wanna say I'm not comparing the two. But if you look at the, the life of Christ, at one point, you know, he was doing little miracles here and there, giving sight to the blind, the deaf hear, the mute speak. But the more good that he was doing, the more enemies he started to rack up. And ultimately, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And after raising Lazarus from the dead, you know, folks are like, we gotta get rid of this guy. Because if, if people start to believe in what he's saying, we're gonna lose our power and our position. He had to go. Now this is God in human flesh. If you look at the life of Malcolm X, you know, while he was just a member of the nation of Islam, and, you know, talking about black nationalism, you know, they would test him every once in a while. But as he started traveling abroad and started connecting with African leaders and building up his influence and no longer under the, the leadership of Elijah Muhammad, he became more dangerous. When he saw the meeting with the likes of Castro. When he started to, to expand and focusing on human rights and Pan-Africanism, it became too much. He had to go. Because if he, if he shifted the conscience, the thinking of any more black people and expanded it, the country would be in danger. If he got people, non-blacks, thinking the way he, he thought, 
it wouldn't be good for America. He had to go. Now, these are just, you know, things that I've observed, but, but it is a truth. That at some point, what you're saying, you're going to rack up too many enemies and, and the folks are going to find a way to get rid of you. Either by killing you, putting you in jail, bankrupting, something. And, you know, men have to be conscious of that. You have to be aware of, of what you're saying and what you're presenting and the, the, the outcome that can come from it. And if you if you have a, a large amount of followers and supporters, you got to be conscious of that. You know, while Jesus Christ died and resurrected, Malcolm X did not. MLK did not. I'm nowhere am I comparing these. I'm just using them as examples. And you you look at a Tate, you look you look at a at a James O'Keefe, you know their 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 brand and their their businesses will be destroyed. It's not likely that they'll be able to rebuild it the same way again. And in the time that you have on Earth, you got to be conscious of that. Okay. We'll see what happens with, with Andrew Tate. You know, there are people that, that see it as, you know, he's being wrong. And I believe he is being he, he is being wrong. You know, folks are trying to teach him a lesson. He's being railroaded, very likely. I don't put it past, you know, I don't put it past liberals to, 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 to railroad him. You know, that is, that is a game that people play. But ultimately, he is going to lose a lot of time. You know, he is going to lose a lot of strength and efforts. You know, and that's that's not the best move. The smart move would have been just to play the long game. Don't say everything at once. Say it over time. Share your thoughts with me. What do you think of Andrew Tate still being locked up without being charged? What do you think about what's happening to him? You can email me directly, jeff at jdnewsusc.com. That's jeff at jdnewsusc.com. You can email me directly or you can comment on the post. This is the Jeff Talese Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is the Jeff Talese Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Just to, to I, I, I want to, I want to make this clear again. If you happen to just skim through in here entirely this episode is titled the war report the title is taken from the component noriega album of the same title the war report and it's it's, it's really just a, a nod of respect to nori i came across a clip on social media um where jamel hill um you know formerly of espn said that he was not a journalist she seems to have it out just to, she, she keeps emphasizing that i've seen in in different spaces where she she said that and where she said he's not a journalist and or he is a journalist he studied journalism in a prison and um no one person is qualified to tell you who or what you are You don't need anyone to validate you. You don't need people to validate you to say who you are. If, if if the gay community can push agendas like men are women and women are men, 
and use their leverage to, to get people fired for, from their places of employment for disagreeing, nor you can be a journalist. You can be whatever you want to be. No one person has the has the 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 strength or the stripes to tell you who or what you can or cannot be. And I stand on that. So that's that's where the title comes from. Uh, Grey's a mat. Excuse me. I said Grey's Anatomy. Excuse me. But that 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 was the you know part of one of the stories that I, I plan on reading. Isaiah Washington, who starred in films like Crooklyn, Romeo Must Die, Love Jones has announced he's retiring. Isaiah Washington also starred in Grey's Anatomy as uh, Dr. Preston Burke for a few seasons. He announced he's retiring. He says the haters have won. He tweeted out, it seems to be in frustration to what what was happening. He says, it is with a heavy heart and a sense of relief that I am announcing my early retirement from the entertainment industry today. Those who have been following slash witnessing my journey here on Twitter since 2011 all have, all have, all know that I have fought the good fight, but it seems that the haters, provocateurs, and the useful idiots have won. I am no longer interested in the back and forth regarding a color contract that keeps us human beings divided, nor am I interested in politics or anything vitriolic. I will be traveling this great country before it falls into socialism and then communism. Until then, know that this Frederick Douglass conservative will keep his powder dry and loves you all. I am truly grateful for your support over the years. It looks like Corsicana may be the last time you see me as an actor born here in America. Just know that I will be posting a few pictures of my retirement shenanigans here and there. But until then, be safe out there. Your loved ones love you and need you. Salute. I like Isaiah Washington. I think he's a great actor. I think he's a great man. He stands up for what he believes in. He's been railroaded. He's been railroaded by the entertainment industry for a long time now. You know, and I I say this very often. And I'll say it to enough people start to see it. If Isaiah Washington had the same complexion of Michael Ely. He would have never been treated that way. Whatever the drama was that happened on Grey's Anatomy, they would have found a way to sweep it under the rug. The drama being that he 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 referred to to co-star T.R. Knight as a F word, you know, uh, the derogatory term to the LGBTQ plus community. And 
that ultimately cost him his job. There's been enough information since to disprove that. And there's been, you know, information put out, shown that he, he was being railroaded. He even went on to say during uh, President Donald J. Trump's uh, term as president that he, he discovered, he found out, someone uh, revealed to him that there was a group of black women plotting to, to destroy his career even more. Which shows you that it's it's not right or wrong, it's just war. People didn't like his political views, so that he wanted to destroy him. That's it. Most people are allergic to truth. Most people in the entertainment industry don't like conservatives. You know. And then, of course, there's the, there's this infatuation with the gay community where they do no wrong. And if you, if you call one out for doing something, you're the one that's wrong because gay people are never wrong. That's the mindset in America. I won't go too far into it. But there is this mindset in America that gay people are never wrong. And if you say anything, you automatically throw, call them homophobic, call them transphobic. Say they're punching you down. That's the mindset. And people like that, people with that mindset, have tried to derail Isaiah Washington's career. Now, he says he's retiring. But there's also another story put out by the insider. You know, it says he launched a GoFundMe for a million-dollar movie. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Is he really going to retire or did he just do it just to get some, you know, some attention before he bounces back? You know, so we'll see. But I think he's 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 a great actor and I think he's needed. He doesn't have to be part of uh, the world of Hollywood and what they got going on. But he is necessary. He is he is a truth. And people have to understand that black conservatives exist and should be respected black people are not called to think one way. And that, that, that has to be understood and respected. There's been so many times, you know, with Joe Biden being elected to office, one of the things that I put into my head because of certain aspirations that I have in my life, I wanted to find a place where I can be at peace with people who don't have the same views as me. And what I've learned at that time is that it's not possible. It's only possible if other people have the same intention. But if you decide, well, you know, I'm going to uh, go along just to get along. They're going to beat you down with their stupidity. 
They're going to drag you into hell and tell you it's heaven. There's no way, you know, people have to have this understanding that, you know, black people don't all think the same. If that's not a part of people's thinking, you won't be able to function. And that's just in regards to politics. When you start thinking of talking about, you know, issues within the black community, that's a whole no whole other beast. But there must be an understanding that all black people don't think the same way. When, when I approach that whole idea, go along to get along, I just, I just watch these folks try to drag me down with their nonsense and stupidity. I watch stories being presented on the news and ideas introduced forced upon, you know, the country and no one out, no one, you know, no one says, hey, this is dumb. This is stupid. This doesn't work. Folks can destroy communities and countries and, and people with their stupidity. The black community has to understand that there are different voices and they're not to be destroyed they're to be respected the works of the likes of james o'keefe should be respected you don't have to agree with everything he does but he is providing information that's necessary to the public there are people that have died from taking that vaccine they didn't die of COVID, they died from the vaccine. It's not for everyone. A person's political views, their religious views should be considered, especially religious views. If someone did not want the vaccine because of their belief in God, that should be respected. You can't force someone to take something or threaten their, their, their livelihood unless they take it. James O'Keefe is necessary. You can't destroy a black man's career, accuse him of being homophobic when he's not just because you want your, your gay white star to feel safe. to feel important, to feel validated. No matter how many black puppets you have in your pocket, at some point, it's not gonna fly. We are in war. We are in a war, whether you like it or not. You know, if you try to, to have peace, if you try to get along, folks will drag you to hell and tell you you're in heaven. 
You're going to have to fight whether you like it or not. Spiritually, intellectually, or even physically. But you're going to have to. I'll wrap up with this. And this is this is more of a, of a personal, this has nothing to do with the topics covered. But at various times, at various times, this is the Jeff Lee Show. At various times in my life, I've made attempts, not just only to, to go along, to get along, but I've made attempts just to have peace and calm in my life. And what I've noticed to be consistent it doesn't matter the space, the place, the community or people. Whenever I had that intention, whenever I made that effort, with enough time, there's always been some person who to come out the blue with the sole intention of creating chaos, drama, and strife. And I had to put that plan on hold to put them in their place. To show them how strong I am. To show them that I'm not the one to be messed with. And it's been consistent. And that's just me. I'm sure there are many other people that have the same experience. If they feel they, they smell blood or if they feel there's the sense of calm, they come in to create chaos. Whether we want to or not, you gotta fight. You gotta fight for your life. Wrap up. Strength to James O'Keefe, Andrew Tate, and Isaiah Washington. They'll find a way. You can't let people beat you down. You can't let people take your dreams. You got to fight. You got to stand up. And you got to go through, through that motion. Don't let people destroy you. Don't, don't give people the that power. Fight. fight this is the Jeff Delee show thank you for listening thank you for your thoughts thank you for your attention thank you for your ears your time and until next time have a good time